Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Amen. Accountability partner. Accountability partner. Gotquestions.org defines accountability partner is a Christian who pairs up with another for the sake of mutual edification and exhortation to avoid sinful behaviors. They keep each other accountable, which means required or expected to justify action or decisions, responsible. That is, they honestly report to each other, and each of them considers himself answerable to the other. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if it's okay, I would like to look at your phone. Your emails, I just want to glance at your pictures, look at your videos, take a look at your text messages, your Instagram, your messenger on Facebook, your actual Facebook page. I want to see what you've been posting. I want to see what you've been liking. I want to see what you've been commenting on. I want, you, I want to see what you've been looking at on the World Wide Web. What is your history? What you've been Googling? What you've been YouTubing? Y'all got quiet on me. It might not be sexual stuff that you're looking at on YouTube. Some of you all like to look at fights on YouTube. Some of you all might be cussing folks out. In your text messages. Some of you all are sending inappropriate videos. Some of you all are sending inappropriate pictures. We talking mainly to the youth, but we have some adults that need an accountability partner. Because some of you are sending out your location. Meet me here at such and such time. I don't know who that was for. So if your neighbor said no, you need to tell them you need an accountability partner. Oh, y'all got quiet on me. At first, y'all were hype. Started talking about them pictures on Facebooks. As we close out this month on the responsibility of leaders or leadership, I find myself thinking about the responsibilities of me as a husband, and as a father, I am to protect my family and, and, and paths and lead them in paths of righteousness. When I say protect my family, please don't put me to the test when it comes to my wife or my boys. I have a responsibility as a man to be there for my family. We hear on commercials uh, on TV uh, uh, to drink responsibly. But let's flip it. As Christians, both young and old, we should want to walk responsibly. We, 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 should, we should want to talk responsibly. We should want to live responsibly. Don't have that dude in your house 
responsibly. <laughs> See, I'm holding you accountable. Right. Your life is at stake. Your kid's life is at stake. You saw the video that my wife put up last week. Just like my kids are watching me, your kids are watching you. So if you got men coming in and out of your house, or men, if you got women coming in and out of your house, if you getting mama to watch your kids so you can party like a rock star, <laughs> what example are you setting? What are they looking up? What are they looking up to? As Christians, we need to walk responsibly. I don't want you to think, I don't, I don't want you to think I don't make mistakes. I've definitely fallen short. But I thank God for plucking me out the muck and the miry clay. See, some of you all don't want to be plucked out until you get caught. <laughs> then you at the altar. It's okay to drive drunk until you get the DWI. It's okay to cheat on your wife until you get caught or until she find out. Or it's okay to embezzle money from your job. Still an ink pens. <laughs> Until you get caught. Are you responsible? I'm sorry, let's define responsibility. Responsibility can be defined as the opportunity or the ability to act independently or make decisions without authorization. It is our responsibility to please God. I shouldn't have to tell you to let your life be pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Something down on the inside of you should want to please the Lord. I want to please my wife. I want her to be happy. I want her to have joy. It is my responsibility. When you are on a job, a new job, after about a month of training, you should be able to complete a task without supervision or independently. At some point, your manager should be able to trust you to take out the trash without supervision. Or mop the floor without supervision. We have folks still falling for the same tricks that the enemy is throwing at you. And the Lord is telling you, I told you about that during orientation. Led away, temptation, led away by your own lust. Let's get to the text. So in order to be an accountability partner, we first have to set a good example. Even though Timothy was young, he still needed to set a good example. 1 Timothy 4 and 12, New Living Translation states, Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, and your faith, and your purity. Even though you all are young, you need to set good examples. You need to set good examples at Weaver Middle School. You need to set good examples at Skyview Elementary. You need to set good examples at Heard Elementary. You need to set good examples at Southwest High School, at Central High School. We need to set good examples. Even our youth should set good examples. So what are examples? Examples are one that serves a pattern to be imitated or not to be imitated. That's a good example. Is your pattern of lifestyle one to be followed? Want to be imitated. Growing up, I wanted to be like Mike. Not Mike Scott. I wanted to be like Michael Jordan. When I played basketball, I held out my tongue. When I shot, 
when I when I shot the ball, I imitated Mike. I wasn't as good as he was, but as far as an example, Michael Jordan set a good example. He set a great example because he's the greatest of all time. Even though good players, I didn't grow up wanting to be like Dennis Rodman. I didn't want to imitate Luke Longley. I didn't want to be like Bill Cartwright. See, they could play, but they wasn't the MVP. See, some of you are imitating the wrong people. You would rather imitate Cardi B or Nikki. Nikki, I'm gonna say Nikki M. Rather than setting an example that line up with the Word of God. Tim- Timothy was to be an example in what he said. Are you cussing folks out? But you holy, holy, holy in the church. Timothy was told by Paul to be an example by the way you live. Young people, are you respecting your parents, your grandparents, your guardians? Or are you talking back? I ain't washing no dishes. You ain't my mama, you ain't my daddy. Are you paying the bills? They making sure you eat? They making sure you got a roof over your head? Timothy was to love. I love you, and I mean it. Some of you can't stand someone that's on your road. Some of you still hating somebody that did something to you while you was in middle school and you over 40 years old. You've been hating them so long, you don't even know what, 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 what happened. We hold on to stuff. I remember going back home and I was shooting ball. Um, me and a group of friends, we was at the gym. We were shooting ball and um, we had a good game. And uh, one, of, one of our, um, he was a year younger than us and he had necks. And um, I hope y'all know what that means. He had necks. And, um, but he was at the other end of the court. So after the game was over, you know, everybody was like, anybody got next? We ain't say it loud. And uh, didn't nobody say that, so we kept playing. So we got about halfway in the game, he came out of man, man, that's, y'all used to do me like this in high school, man. I'm like, dude, it's been 20 years, man. You still holding on to something that happened 20 years ago? We got to learn how to forgive. You got to forgive that person that lied on you, that cheated on you. You got to forgive your enemies, even your frenemies. That talk about you, smile in your face, but hate you behind your back. You still got to love them unconditionally. He thinks she, he thinks he this, she thinks she that. They think they... But you don't know their story. Paul wanted Timothy to have faith. God can and will. But do you believe, do you believe at a young age that Jesus can heal the sick? That he can raise the dead, that the blind can see, 
that the lame, that the paralyzed can walk, take up your bed. You have to believe. You have to be held accountable. I need to be able to encourage you that trouble don't last always. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Paul ended this statement by telling Timothy, hey son, you have to live a lifestyle of purity. Purity. Purity means cleanliness, clearness, clearness, clarity, freshness, freedom from immorality, especially of a sexual nature. Wow, we can stay there for a little while. Adults too. If you're shacking, if you're shacking, then you're having sex. Point blank. You can't tell me no different. My brother tried to get me with that. Man, I said, man, you crazy. I ain't going to mess with him. I'm like, okay. Sexton. We talking about being pure now. If you sexting, if you watching pornography, if you posting new pictures, taking new pictures, videos with sexually explicit nature for likes, Paul is going to hold Timothy accountable for these things. And your accountability partner should hold you accountable for these things. Many of you have heard this before, before my first and second time here, just in case you forgot. We are going to hold you accountable. More importantly, God will hold you accountable. Secondly, in order to be, to be an accountability partner, you must encourage others. Paul said, Timothy, until I get there, focus on the reading of the scriptures of the church. Encourage the believers in teaching them. One thing I, I, I try to encourage the youth to, uh, and it's a small thing, is the fellowship uh, during church fellowship. If someone come up to them, speak to them. Uh, I try to encourage them to do that. When we walk in, when, uh, when we back there in the back, you know, someone walk in, they won't even speak. You know, I tell them, you got you to gotta speak. You know, uh, somebody might be going through something, and your, your verbiage or what you say or your hug or your, your kiss or just listening, having a listening ear can stop somebody from, from being in a depressive state, can stop somebody from wanting to commit suicide. So your touch, your encouraging word is important. Amen. Somebody may be having job issues or not even have a job. We, might, we have to encourage them. But some of us are quick to talk about folk. You know they lost their job. But did you help them? Did you get them a gift card from Chick-fil-A? That should have immediately came, into your, came out of your mouth. Encourage, encourage, encourage. You will make it. You will get through it. Your breakthrough will do that. Just, it will break through. You will get the job. You will succeed. You will make it. You will graduate. You will pass. For my young folk, the bullying will stop. You will come out not smelling like smoke. Be encouraged this morning. Whatever you may be dealing with, financial issues, spiritual issues, marital issues, God knows. And the thing I like about God is that he is subtle. Your breakthrough done came through and you didn't even know it. 
Your financial breakthrough hit the bank at 3 a.m. while you were sleeping. Ain't God good. You didn't ease into your healing and you didn't even know it. Your body healed and you didn't even know it. We serve a subtle God. He ain't got to be all out in the open with everything. I don't know what happened, stated the doctor. Your test came out negative today. I'm sorry, doc, but yesterday it was positive. It must be something wrong with your machine today. It was God. But God. You thought you had this much. But God. Bills do. But God. Professor getting on your nerves. But God. Family getting on your nerves. But God. Friends turned on you. But God, be encouraged this morning. Thank you, Lord. So we saw the characteristics of a, of, of accountability partner through Paul's writing to Timothy. First, we saw a great example. Secondly, we saw that all we need, all we need to do is, um, is be an encourager. So lastly, we find that our accountability partner must live right. Paul tells Timothy in verse 16 to keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Yesterday, my, my, my wife was telling me about a, a video of a pastor that was preaching that hell wasn't real. He said, it's just a fairy tale. That was my response. Hell is real, y'all. And for him to say that, I see why Paul wrote what he wrote. If the preacher ain't living right, then he ain't teaching right. If the preacher ain't living right, he ain't teaching right. How can I get up here and say, don't commit adultery if I'm cheating on my wife? How can I tell you not to curse when I leave out the church cussing folks out? How you living? What you listening to? What you watching on YouTube? What are your suggested videos on YouTube? It's all an algorithm. If your YouTube got a mixture, see, I like Christian contemporary music. This is the air I breathe. And I also like gospel music. So if I was to pull up my YouTube right now, that's what you will see. Some of you all, too, have a mixture when you pull up your YouTube. You have gospel, then you have trap music. You have Cardi B, then you got Kurt Franklin. Then you have Drake, then you got Lil Luther Vandross. Do this give you a high, an idea how you living? Some just have hip hop and R&B on their playlist, no gospel. Does this dictate how you are living, what you are listening to? You can't understand why you're so angry. What are you listening to? You depressed all the time. What are you listening to? Who are you associating with? Misery love company. All right. I'm being held accountable for this teacher. 
You speak to somebody, somebody speak to you. How you doing today? Yep, I'm going through. And before you know it, you'll tell them back, I'm going through too. <laughs> and there ain't nothing wrong with you. <laughs> but, but, but because they going through, you got to be going through. How are you living? Young people, older people, how are you living? I'm reminded of a man named Jesus. He was the epitome of an accountability partner. He led a sinless life, but he died a sinner's death. He healed the sick and he raised the dead. He told those that would listen that the kingdom of God is at hand. He called out religious leaders that wasn't living right. He prayed to his heavenly father. He was different. He led people that were separated from God back into God's graces. How was that? This is how Jesus did it. He died a horrific death. He was that sacrificial lamb that was slain. slain. Everyone thought that it was finished, and, and and it was until he got up, just like he said he would. When he got up, he got up with all power in his hand. He got up with power over depression. He got up with power over low self-esteem. Power over looker. He got up with power over overtimes on Pinoa. He got up with power over the club. He got up with power over Ice House. He got up with power over Coronas. He got up with power over pornography. He got up with power over sexual immorality. He got up with power to make you walk right. The Lord got up with power to make you talk right. Thank you, Lord, for your power as you stand to your feet. He got power, y'all. There's no situation that God can't handle. There's no addiction that God can't deliver you from. There's no situation that God can't get you out of. The God that we serve, he is powerful. He plucked me out. I know y'all get tired of hearing it. But he plucked me out the market and Mary Clay. I was sitting there thinking. I've been in Georgia since 2005. So that's about 13 years. When I first got to Georgia, I was still out the chain. But I came to church. I came to church. I was here on Sundays. I was here on Wednesdays. But I was living a lifestyle of immorality. Some of y'all are going down that same path that I went down. You still come to church. You come on Wednesday nights. You come on Sunday nights. But the lifestyle that you live in is not lining up with the word of God. God will stop you in your tracks. You don't want to get to that point where God gets your attention through a tragic experience. He going to get your attention. He going to get your attention. So right now, we want to give the opportunity for those of you all that don't know Jesus that never have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We want to give you that opportunity right now. The old folks say, while the blood is still running warm in your veins, we want to give you that opportunity right now to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening. 
We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.